Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the 505 Podcast. Welcome back to Damn. another episode. We have a really fun guest today. That's not Costas? Uh, that isn't Costas. We switched um, him out for someone that... I say, when did Costas get so cool again? <laughs> you know? God. We got a... We got Props a, to you on that little intro song, man. Yeah, hey, you know? Chase made that, made that you, himself. Do you like the um, 505 podcast? Yeah. Yeah, I did yeah. a lot of takes on that. Dude, I had to do a voiceover for an edit, and they're like, just do a scratch VO. I'm like, no, we should get like a real voiceover artist. So I was pissed about it. And so I was like, the only Monday, like just over the top, just to piss them off. And they like liked it, which was annoying because I wanted to just make them. And they angry. just gave you a pat on the back, gave you a yeah, raise, gave me a bonus. That's great. Unreal. This, um, this guest is someone where we go way back in our friendship to the days of the Ducks. Way more mm. superior school on than Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Way Wisconsin, more baby. superior go school Bucky. than Wisconsin. They beat them actually in a Rose Bowl. <laughs> So this guest and I go way back um, to our Oregon days. He is one of the most talented creatives oh, that I personally shucks. know. That's you, man. Um, he's one of the most talented creatives because he is multifaceted. The man can do the craziest graphics you have ever seen. He can take photos with the best of them. He can even do video if he gets mm. bored, which nah, is terrifying. I have, I, if he gets bored, he'll, I, I don't he'll, do video. Jesus. He'll do it if he gets bored. Are you like charitable and stuff, dude. Too? You got Jesus. He man. literally let me edit f- video for him one time, and it was insane. So if you get he gets bored, he does video. That's how you know you're sick if you're letting someone edit for you. You know, be like, yeah. oh, I'll let you edit this. Footage. I take video, but I don't edit video. There it is. Weird. Smart man. There it is. I'm not he, a smart man. He editing is, sucks. He has shot some of the coolest artists I've ever seen, just to name a few off mm. the top of my head. Mm. Lil Nas X, Jack Harlow, Bazzy. Um, I don't know how you say his name, but Bazzy. Bazzy. Fuck. Oh my God. I tried should, to. Should we, re- just, should we just restart the whole thing. No. Oh let him rock with it. I'm done. I'm done. Um. Wait, really quick. Jack, Jack Harlow and like I feel like it's Jack Harlow and Pete Davidson are just like the like Nutella to girls yeah. or just girls just can't they get love enough them. of it yep is that you do you feel that energy when you're with them on like tour like I mean their energy is different than any other person I've ever mm. met but also those fans of theirs are just the craziest people wild, I've right, ever dude. ever re- encountered in my entire life does he get life. super fucking lit at those shows I imagine it's like popping uh, right now I mean, Jack doesn't drink, so good for him. Good for yeah, him. so he stopped drinking uh, about a year ago, I want to say. Um, but he still smokes. He has a great time, regardless. I mean, he sure, doesn't need dude. liquor. To well, dude, that's probably smart. Face. It probably will probably won't burn out so fucking fast yeah, like the rest of them. I mean, Logic retired after like two years, dude. Yeah, yeah. And his name is Henry Amon. All right, Ooh. thanks for having me, guys. Welcome to the show. Find yes, dude. I was gonna say we've lived here for like. Two years, and this is my first time at the. I know, which is just kind of ridiculous. We we both are really busy men. I'm shooting all the time. Henry's traveling around the world. He it just got back from a tour. Tell me a little bit about the tour. Where did you go? It well, well so I was on tour um, for the fall through early winter with a guy named Alexander Twenty Three. Shout out to Alexander. Oh, dude. I d- uh, yeah, I know the song. The, the one song. I'm gonna remember. I don't know it. you yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The big yeah, guitar. I, I learned Sad, it on guitar. I call it side boy music. I sang it to a girl once. Yeah, good. All right, I hope you would. Yep. Um, but then that was through October through like early December. Mm-hmm. Took a break for a month, and then Jack did his California leg of his tour mm-hmm. for ten days. So we did that um, mid half of January, and that was super fun. So just fresh off that, and that was super super good time. And do now you, you're back. Do you get real tired on tour? When you're in the tour, it's always go. Right. So, I mean, yeah, you're tired, but, like, there's always something, like, you're in a new city every day. It's, like, pushing you to kind of, like, explore and get out there. At least 
I know for us types of people, right. like especially creatives, like we want to go out and like shoot mm-hmm. around the city mm-hmm. and like experience like the coolest parts of it. But some people in the crew just like sleep all day. They go to the hotel and chill, but like, that's not my personality. No, like, fuck that. Yeah, Henry's out and about yeah. in the city. He's I'm out and about, out. so it's exhausting. But yeah. um, you kind of just go until you burn out and then the tour ends and then you just recover for like a week. And right. Then you're ready you're to, to do it, it all it's, over again. It's nice though because you like earn that rest. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I can just lay on my bed and it's totally fine. Yeah. I love that shit. Exactly. What was one of the most fun cities that you saw on the tour? Toronto is my favorite city on mm-hmm. every tour. Really? Um, the not six. necessarily the crowd. The crowd, the craziest crowd in every tour is always Salt Lake City. No way. Right. Salt no Lake way. fucking city. That's opposite of what I would use. The Mormons get down, baby. The Mormons get down. Come on. No way. They dude. love a party. Really? A yeah. nice sober party. Probably because nice they can like party. let loose, dude. Well, there's not much to do in Salt Lake City. No. Yeah, that's super They fair. can ski. But you, there's not a lot to do after the sun goes down. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm, yeah the bar. You can still not. You can night ski. I love a night ski. Sure, sure. But what I'm saying is there's not much out to do. No. You know? Mm-hmm. So. And so they're just going crazy. They're going crazy. They're just, awesome. they're just soaking in the crowd, you yeah. know? <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny, dude. Love a good soak. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I've been soaked what, in a minute. What, what, about, what yeah. about Toronto did you like specifically? Because I've never been. Toronto so is the like accumulation of, of all my favorite cities. So New York, mm-hmm. LA, San Francisco, Portland. Like there's such a mesh of culture there mm-hmm. and art and fashion and music. All kinds of different A people. lot of my favorite music comes from Toronto. Mm-hmm. Like the Drakes, the Weekends, all mm-hmm. those times. Mm-hmm. Like Sean Dark, right? right? I mean, Beebs is Canada. Oh, you know, yeah, like super we, true. Canada's putting on more than uh, more than people know. Yeah, so, dude. They uh, really. I don't know. I don't know why the Great White North, dude. They've put a, Avril Lavigne, dude. Ryan Reynolds, I go all day, dude. I'm from Southern Canada. I'm from Minnesota, which is oh, basically Toronto. I mean, basically, yeah, yeah. just shittier. Anyway, so I love cities where there you get the extremes of each season. Whereas, mm. like in LA, we're kind of fucked. Like we just get sun all the time. Absolutely. So like you can't complain about Poor that. Us. But yeah. like, poor boo. Being from the Northwest, like I know you guys are. You're. I know you're from Minnesota, yeah. so you get. You guys kind of got oh. that. But Braden over here has just been Mr. Sunboy sun sun yeah. all the time. Look how tan he is right I now know. too. It's unreal. It's un- I'm jealous. We're, we're we're tan boys right now. I want to give me a 15 second spark note, maybe 30 second spark note of like, you pick up a camera, how old are you? And then get me to college really quickly. All right. Elevator pitch. Mm. Yep. Introduction. Mm. That's what I'm looking for. I got gifted my first film camera by my grandma when I was in like middle school, late elementary school. Started in film. Started in film. So I started getting my shit developed at Costco. Loved it. Would shoot like my cousin's baseball games Mm -hmm. and just flowers and random shit I'd see on the road. So. Love for photography and visuals started pretty early. Um, and then in high school, I took a graphic design class, fell in love with the whole process of creating digital art and kind of seeing that come to life in the world. Started doing des- the designs for all my like high school's football games and t-shirts and stuff. So just that feeling I got of like seeing work that I made on a little computer, like on a screen out printed in the world. Like, right. All my friends wearing it like that is what really like fueled me to like mm. be like, oh shit, like this is what I want to do. Hell yeah. And so transfer over to uh, not transfer, but fast forward over to University of Oregon. I didn't know where I wanted to go to school. I didn't know if I wanted to go to school. Mm. It's like creative fields. You don't necessarily need to go to school. Mm-hmm. Totally. Do you think that we talk about do you that. think that it was worth it? Oh yeah, because I met you. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. That's see, that's why it's like it's worth it because of the people you met, not because mm-hmm. of the shit you learned. Yeah, I learned a lot, but not from the schools, from the experience I had while I was in absolutely school. Definitely, totally agree. I'm I still, so I still, you. it taught me. School taught me how to think in a different way, mm-hmm. but it didn't teach me feasible like actual techniques and styles. I had to learn that all on my own. Totally. Yeah, I feel like creatives, you kind of yeah. have to learn that 
totally. by just doing it. Right. I totally classes aren't really going to go. And I feel like that style is like within you almost. You have mm-hmm. to like unleash it. You got to find you it. Can't, teacher can't do that for you. No. And no one's going to be able to teach you a creative style. You no. Gotta, you got to find. You got to find your voice, man. Mm-hmm. So we cut away from the thirty second intro. Yeah. But no, keep back, going. Keep come going. back to it. Keep going. Um, we uh, met in college. Mm-hmm. So my my time in college was really to figure out whether I wanted to work in advertising, music, or sports, or mm-hmm. a combo of there or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I worked at Go Ducks because I love sports and photographed and did all that stuff so i was mainly a photographer and designer there henry was one of the most Henry's talented photographers i've ever seen you guys the same year yeah so i was one of the first of the three to be hired because it was a new internship program and then Braden came on later that year and was the first video guy that they hired so we were like the first we were those little, little shake little, and bake guys it was yeah, like it so. was tiny dude there was like th- there yeah there was literally three of us it running the University of Oregon's Instagram account. That's yeah, so sick, we had some dude. good mentors, but like things were, it was new. So it was like, yeah, it was brand we were new. Always learning. This whole idea of like content was not a thing. Right. Like it was just Instagram stories weren't a thing. We, yeah, that's that crazy. That's so funny to we think about. We spent months planning our first Instagram story. Like yeah. it was a huge production and a huge deal. So Fast forward to I now, totally what, like five that. years later, and it's just like, they're just ripping them every day. Every day. Dude, and you guys just, you couldn't have just tripped Justin Herbert in that Rose Bowl. You just couldn't have done it. Mm-hmm. Just when they were driving and Wisconsin was up 10, like the yeah, whole game. No. God, that was frustrating. But Justin Herbert, that's man, sick. Yeah, dude, he is. I like him in the NFL. Yeah. I just, yeah. I hated him as a duck. Really pissed me off. <laughs> it's okay. Um, okay, so then you go from the University of Oregon and you decide to move to LA right away. So up away, until or? my senior year, I still didn't know whether I wanted to work in right. sports, music, or advertising. Um, always did music work, always did sports work, always did advertising work. I would do, going into my senior year, I did a tour with Zoo. Mm. Um, so that was my first full, like, kind of tour. That's it. In college? In, right before college, yeah. Oh, right, right before college? So right, well, right before the senior year. Right, right, So right, I right. had to leave the tour early because I had to come back to school. That's sick, though. How um, hard was that decision to make to finish out school? Zoo's been my favorite artist right. since I first heard his first song, and mm. I was like, oh, my God. So it was a it was a crazy story to kind of get to that, which I'm sure we'll get into in a little bit, mm. but... Um, yeah, no, it was a tough decision to like leave my favorite artist and working for him after I worked so hard to get there right. and then just have to go back to school and classes that I was like, oh, I don't know if I really like care about Dude, this or want to do this. It's um, also cool though cuz when you're in college and you're doing something outside of college, like you kind of just feel sick, dude. Mm-hmm. Cuz you're like you're like, yeah, I'm like here I am in accounting 104 or whatever, but like I was just on tour with Zoo. Yeah. You know, it's like the fucking accounting rules are cruel and shit but doesn't also, matter. Also like anymore. coming back to Go Ducks, like that was the that was another oh, main thing. It's like right. that experience of like getting that, to work on the field. Fun. That makes sense. Having that, that exclusive crazy. access mm-hmm. was just so We could just do whatever unique. we wanted. That's and hardly dope. anybody gets that. Right. Like, yeah. We were so And I don't and I want to say that it's like it's different nowadays mm-hmm. i'm assuming there's a lot more like dude, it was the wild west of social media content so you can just do whatever also i mean just photography and content creation in general was just starting to like boom right. when we were getting out of mm-hmm. high school so like it was like i was one of the only kids in my high school who was like take photos for the art and like photography totally there was journalism class obviously that's always mm-hmm. like been a part mm-hmm. of um school and yearbook and all those kind of things but um i was the first one who kind of like at least in my school who did it to kind of push the artistic side right. of things. Like, like let's get creative let's as fuck. creative yeah. with it, you know? Um, so that was fun. But yeah, no, being, I definitely came back for the sports and for the college experience yeah. my senior year. And then you decided to move to LA right after that. So yeah, I always knew I wanted to be in LA over New York um, mm. because <laughs> I just like the environment here. I wanted to be, I feel like in Portland and in the Northwest, like those cities have a cap to them. Mm. And like, there's only so much you can kind of do. And I mean, you can work remote and still pop off and do whatever. Right but, like, here. That feels like there's no limit to like how much you can achieve and what you can do. Are we allowed to talk about this? You had, you had an, 
an offer from one of the most prestigious ad agencies in the whole country. Yeah, so we did our New York trip. Yeah, um, mm. and I got an offer from Wine and Kennedy. Oh, that's a big one. That was mm. a big one. And um, NYC. That's it. That's a big office. It's a too. big offer. So it. I was like, oh my god, like that's huge. But I just knew in my heart, it's not. It wasn't meant for me. Good for you, bro. That's so sick. Uh, yeah, that was that wasn't. It wasn't tough, but it mm. was definitely something I wasn't expecting. Yeah. So um, it definitely solidified the thought like, okay, I'm that, that offer yeah. really made me like have to choose like music's where my passion is. That's where I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm and it's also do. like, you know that you, it's almost like you have less risk because if you needed to, you could always probably take a job similar to that. Those, those offers don't come. Yeah. Often, yeah. So I, I mean, mean, that's but, a big yeah, one. But, but like, just, yeah. just knowing that that's out there and that's mm. feasible, that's something I can achieve. Mm. Yeah. That was definitely nice to kind of think of to fall back on. But I knew that like, if I really wanted to do what made me happy, it was going to be coming down to LA and working in music. It's so, so important to know that at such a like, young age. Too. Mm. And, I, and I'm lucky that I got to know that. Like, right. Everybody yeah. gets to know that. And, yeah. And, and it, it took you till you were a senior. That's interesting. That's too. what I was going to say. You know, like I think that a lot of these homies get into the creative field and they're like, I got to know what I want to do at 18. I got to like know exactly oh, what I want to do. So true. And you're just, you're spinning, you know, image of like, you don't, you figure it out as you go and you found your passion and it cross-sectored with mm. where you can make money. And you're like, mm-hmm. this is awesome. Well, I, two things. I was, I mean, I was a similar, but I, I was, was so say, stressed. I don't know when you guys like discovered well, I was, like, your love for it. I was so stressed about, I knew I was obsessed with making videos, but like I had a marketing degree. Both my brothers had marketing degrees. They had good like business jobs, right? Senior year, I actually had an offer as a marketer person, like entry-level marketing with Google. Mm-hmm. And I remember I got that email and I responded and I just said like, Thomas, I really appreciate the offer. I'm going to move to LA and try to direct films, period. And I screenshot it because hopefully one day, yeah, I'm huge. not there yet. Yeah. I'm not even yeah, close. Yeah, 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 but yeah, one yeah. day. Just putting it out there. Yeah. yeah. That's how and, and he And he, and a dude, I really kind of think that he kind of wanted me more after that because mm-hmm. he was like, really? <laughs> Let's talk about this. Do you do you believe in manifestation? Like you just, you just kind of not. That's something that. I want to talk about and give you sure. guys thoughts on that. I would the love law of attraction a huge aspect of my same, life. And just same. like that's how I feel like I've brought in all the clients and all the people that I've wanted to work with into my life. It's like I listen to their music all the time. Mm-hmm. I think about working with them mm-hmm. all the time, and then those opportunities just come out of nowhere through the people I meet. Chase and I believe the same thing. How on how would you say you attracted? Because I really want to get into this. How do yeah. you attract like the tour with Zoo? Because that's like a big this is a really entry fun story. level. This is a yeah. really fun story. So actually, my freshman year of college, I went to Coachella for my 18th birthday. Or 19th birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it was my I was a freshman. Um, go to Coachella, see Zoo perform for the first mm-hmm. time. Had never heard his music before. Oh, cool. I'd heard Faded probably. Sure. Like, like on the periphery or whatever. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that song's sick. But I didn't dive into who he was mm-hmm. as an artist. And then I saw his set because I was at Coachella. And I was like, oh, my God, this is my new favorite artist. Who, who the fuck is Zoo? And that was in the era when he was not showing his face. Mm-hmm. He was very mysterious, which is kind of his whole... Uh, shtick which is really cool but he's phased out of that now um so it's been cool to see that progression but i saw him at coachella he became my favorite artist immediately and um dove into finding listening to all his music and found the label that he um was under which is mind of a genius records and basically became a big fan of just the label itself because they curated all these amazing artists like they and clang stuff and another one of my favorite artists carnival blues who's mm. very underrated who i'll talk about later but um found their label and just became a fan of theirs two years later went to a festival out in here in la skipped school for a couple of days to come out to the big festival school, and i wore the merch of the label so not Power my people yeah. yeah so yeah, i wore yeah. the merch of the label to this festival out here in la and uh, me and my friend Mikey were out here just like running around the festival 
go to the bathroom. Mikey's taking longer. I go outside and then I see these other group of like three people with the jacket that I'm wearing. It's a mind of a genius music group jacket. I'm like, Oh, they, nobody else knows about this right. label. Like they must work at it. So I go up to him. I'm like, introduce myself, say, Hey, blah, blah, blah. I'm Henry. I'm a working as a photographer, anything creative design. If like I can ever help with anything, just let me know. Like big fan of the label. Thank you guys for what you do. And they're like, yeah, for sure. And I'm not thinking right. of anything of it. Like, yeah, they'll never let me like come shoot a thing or whatever. But uh, fast forward to the summer, they're like, hey, do you want to come shoot they for the BET Awards? I was like, oh, my God, yes, I'd mm, love to. That's crazy. Obviously, I did it for free because, like, in those yeah. early steps, like, I always would offer to do work mm -hmm. for free because I feel like that's a great way to get your foot in the door and just yep. kind of prove that, like, you're worth what you're getting into. And then it shows that you appreciate them as well. Right. Um, so that is how I got my foot in the door with a guy named Brando, who was their creative director. Um, and then from there, it just kind of progressed of shooting more stuff. And then fast forward to the summer before my senior year, they hired me as an intern, just as a kind of creative stuff. So I do social media graphics, all that little kind of day-to-day -day content stuff. And uh, then Zoo asked me to go on tour because he liked my work. That's sick, dude. So then on, on tour with Zoo, were you like photographing? You were doing like design like for like the Posters, yeah, so he had a creative director on tour with him who mm -hmm. was also doing photographer, uh, doing photo photography. Um, but I just kind of filled in that yep. extra little totally gap so you can get extra coverage. So photo, video, anything here and there, and then yeah, dude, junior college like that. That's so sick that you're doing it in college. Insane. I would feel like so proud of myself. It was. Dope. I was in college. Oh god, and the content that you were making wasn't like. It wasn't like someone that was in college, if I can just like right. get gas Henry up for a second. It was in the photos were so specific and very like if you saw him, you're like, this is different. It was it was right. noticeably like different stuff than what you were seeing on everyone else's feed. It was very stylistic and it was like the XX I took that. It's I also I sick because it. you know? it's yeah. also sick because I'm kind of coming to this interview blind, but I know for a fact now that I've seen like probably your work because I I mean I followed Zoo forever, dude. Yeah, like oh dude, he's so best. good. He's so good. Yeah, I knew that Cola song, the, his remix of Cola. Mm -hmm. I just I work out to that every time I work out. I play that right away. Get me in the zone, dude. I love Zoo. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah he's so he's like everyone loves him mm. there's like i've hardly found any haters of him mm -hmm. his music is so unique and different um these days it's um becoming a little bit heavier and not as melodic yeah. as the stuff that i fell in love with but him as an artist he's such a genius when it comes to sounding so oh everything he does is just so well, good were you in a lot of those studio sessions did you get to see him work um i would work at the studio but he would kind of have i i also one thing that about me with artists is I always try to be the fly on the wall Smart. Yep, yep. not be pressing anybody you know mm -hmm. when I Smart. first meet them just so they get comfortable with me um, because I feel like artists get so many people around them trying to like yo let me shoot for you let yeah, me do this yeah, for yeah, you yeah. like I just want to work with you mm -hmm. and they're like it's overwhelming and it's just not a good look yeah mm -hmm. so if there's one piece of advice for anybody who's like trying to work in music and trying to like get your foot in the door with an artist who you can be around like kind of frequently don't push too much become a familiar face before you kind of approach them and just like smart get, just like that way they're comfortable with you they know you're around and then you can kind of work your way in mm -hmm. you gotta like be like that. respectful because i'm sure mm -hmm. like a lot of people that come up to them like really forward yeah. and that sucks they i mean let me know let that. me do this for you let right me do that. Yeah. right totally. yeah so i always try to do the work around from the artist i find the manager i find mm. the pr person i find the agent hit them up all the time yeah. they like don't get that as much but right they're not getting the artists give them their respect and their time and their privacy and then the moment will happen when it's right 
that's sick dude mm-hmm. i love that and yeah dude like the manifestation like you know that you want to do that like uh, it's so do, important do you, do you write it down at all do you have like a book or a whiteboard i remember you, you... i have i do vision boards once a year mm-hmm. um so i write it down i don't write it down all the time but when i have big goals yeah i write it down yeah um, i like it more so like five-year type plans i'll be like mm-hmm. i want to write this down because five years from now i want to look back and say i did that yeah i dude. love that do you do like i am's like i am touring with zoo i like presents um so i did a training with a guy named jack canfield who was he's a big promoter of the um law of attraction and he was in the secret the book mm-hmm. oh yeah, 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 yeah familiar yeah. with that yeah. so i did a week-long training with him and like 100 other people out in arizona and it was really eye-opening experience but basically just like living in gratitude every day yep. and being in that present moment of being like appreciative of everything that comes your way i've found that i can do that in my head in my own way i don't necessarily verbalize it which is something he teaches to do but i just don't feel comfortable doing that which is part of the barrier that he tries to teach you to get out of is just like verbalizing it and putting it out into the world in an audible like physical way Mm. but um i'm not that type of person so do do you talk about it or do you i just write it i don't talk about it i i write it and then i know you journal like yeah i journal like you journal like a motherfucker it's what i used to do i used to be in this thing that's a secret to the sauce i used to write it down i am and i i would explain like say i wanted a new car Mm. i'm driving a new jeep i I am enjoying the gas mileage i like you write every aspect every aspect and i say it out loud a hundred times no way yeah, the whole thing wow. i haven't done that in a while but i used to do that a lot but you know the craziest thing and i can't believe i'm gonna tell you this i was debating telling you about this mm-hmm. but in like early on in okay. life like ninth grade probably okay. i was pretty i was pretty good at photoshop already and if i this is when facebook relationships were a big deal if i really wanted to date a girl in, in class <laughs> here's what i would do i would take their facebook profile picture and Yo. i would photoshop my wall to say in a relationship with the person <laughs> i knew the fonts and everything and so like my wall wild. and i'd print it off and put it under my bed so it would say like wild. it would say like You're my wild. i am dating whoever <laughs> what if the girl came over and saw that well yeah, it was like he was hidden under my bed bro and dude i that did it three so times funny. worked every fucking time <laughs> It's real embarrassing, uh, I know. That's a bit much. I don't know. <laughs> Yo, you're, wild. Wild. <laughs> you're wild for that, but uh, yeah. I worked. I mean, I Photoshop yeah, hard with the with the vision boards. I always like Photoshop okay. like actual scenes. Mm. And it, dude, they, I swear to God, they come, vision boards are crazy motherfucking mm-hmm. things. Yeah, no, they are weird. Oh, I love it. Our, uh, our new intern, guess who was on his vision board? The 505 pod. That's wow. Keon right there. Yeah. Keon, say what's up. We have a new intern now that's working with the 505 pod and he's helping with our, uh, our some, some really fun shit. And he's going to learn a lot of sports stuff from he's you, gonna right? Learn, he's going to learn the sports, uh, sports stuff. It's going to be great. Sick. But on the vision board. Yeah, talk to me. No, on, his oh, on his vision board was the 505 podcast and now he's here. That's crazy. That's pretty wild. Dude, I'm just, dude, just talking. Vision, vision boards are a, such an interesting thing. I'm so. How often do you guys do them? Not often enough. Not I'd probably often make enough. a new one like every two years, I would say. I, I would say the I'd same. I'd like to try a year, but like, yeah. I, yeah a year would be sweet. I'm, I usually get Chloe to help me with mine because she's so she's much good quicker at that kind in of the stuff. canvas she's situation. She's good at that and kind I'm of stuff. Like, I'm just like, I make videos. And that's like where my brain's thinking. Do you guys do digital or do you do like actual print? I printed it. I like, yeah, I printed I like usually print stuff out and then I tape it on like a big poster board. I like that. I've had phases where I like making like my desktop background the mm-hmm. actual vision oh, board so I see it every day. I like that. Because part of my problem was with the physical ones, I didn't always want to have it around. It's kind of embarrassing. with kind of like super the fur. art and stuff I yeah. have in my room. So I feel like seeing it on a digital, uh, on my phone screen that's, or my desktop background. Like, I'm going to do that. Yeah, I'm going to do that That's a great too. fucking and, idea. Yeah, and that way it's a lot, I mean, because sitting down and like cutting out 
magazine clips and doing mm. all those little things and yeah. making these little designs and printing them out and taping them and gluing them. Like it's fun yeah. and it's definitely part of the thing, part of the process. Um, but in this day and age, everyone's so busy. Everyone has such a short attention span. Like just make it in Photoshop or on Canva and then just make it your desktop background. Yeah, and you see it every day and it still gets that same effect. Would you, would you recommend people doing something like the camp that you went to? Would you find it, it was really helpful for you? I found that you kind of need to already know more about that world and mm. be in it before you can do that. It might be weird for somebody. Because you, just, yeah. you have to be open to it and you have yeah. to kind of be willing and accepting of it at first mm -hmm. and just be knowledgeable about it. Because if you go into that blind oh yeah it'd be, it'd be it's probably pretty wild out. yeah you'd be like what? it yeah. blows my mind some people are just open and some people are not mm -hmm. to that kind of stuff and yeah. that's fine either way like i'm from a small town in minnesota and i i grew up going to things like that we'd fly out to la for a mm -hmm. thing called insight which was basically like we learned stuff like that you learn about like universal programming you write everything down you do learn about like vision boards etc mm -hmm. and i remember coming home like talking to my friends like in between fucking hockey periods yeah, yeah. No, you're yeah, like oh the second understands. period's over let me talk to my friends about universal programming mm -hmm. and they were not about it dude they did not understand it at all see that i find it tough though because when when you do find things out like that or you have huge goals that you're trying to accomplish and you try mm. to talk to people that aren't um, aren't just like trying to do said things, they either take it as you're trying to brag to them, yeah, which mm -hmm. is weird, mm -hmm. and w which I found like all throughout college was like an interesting thing because I'd be like, oh, I want to do this, this, and this. Like, what? Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. I just found that yeah. you got to talk to the right people. A lot people. of people live day to day and they don't really look ahead as much. And totally. I, mean, yeah. I think you have to talk to the right people about your goals and about what you want to attract and like all those really important things that... Because, I mean, dude, it could really throw you out of whack talking to something. Because it has done that to me. Talking to someone about it, like, that's stupid. And I, like, sometimes, I don't do it anymore, but I, sometimes those words would, like, hit hard. Really mess with you. Yeah. yeah, and you're just like, fuck, it just threw me completely out of my rhythm and my, in my, like, my zone like did you have people like like obstacles or people saying like i don't know if you should do this whole music thing you should probably get like a normal job like doing no, it i had really sick. supportive parents oh, that's and, like, dope they always supported whatever i wanted to do and as long as i was happy they were happy like, fuck yeah dude. that's, that's awesome. great that's i was very lucky to have that not everybody has that and yeah hardly mm -hmm. anybody has that right like, there's so much pressure out in the world i was just lucky that i knew what i wanted to do so young i got to get mm -hmm. out of the curve and mm -hmm. kind of like be good at it from an early age mm -hmm. because i had practice and i had mentors and people that i kind of got to connect with totally um, but most people don't have the fortune of that time and that ability to kind of get in there totally. early Hundred percent. Yeah, dude, that's important. So, Henry, you you go tour with Zoo. We come back to school. We graduate. What's going through your mind right then? Are you going like? Because I remember, I remember our boss at Oregon was like, Henry, like you could get a job at uh, ESPN or some shit or whatever the fuck, right? Mm -hmm. And I remember you being like, I don't want to do that. I was like, Beast, <laughs> nice. Mm -hmm. I vividly remember fuck that. This I, I vivid, no, I remember it, and I was like, That's badass. Like Henry's gonna try and do something different, and like I know he'll mm -hmm. succeed at it. So now tell me, you graduate. We're up at Oregon. Mm -hmm. How long before you just sent it down to LA? Two weeks after graduation, I just booked it down here. I had a job lined up with Mind of a Genius um, Records, mm. which is the zoo's record label. Mm. Um, so I was the branding director. I was immediately hired when I came down here because I knew I was going to have that set up, Sick. Mm. which is fortunate of me to have. Like Some people come down here and I have to figure that stuff out, but right. I knew I kind of wanted to have that figured out before. So I had that opportunity, thankfully. Did that for uh, about a year and then COVID hit. And then mm. everything, obviously, for everybody, kind of just stopped during during COVID. What exactly were you doing? Because obviously, festivals and artists, everything ceased to exist. It was just like taken mm -hmm. out from under us. Yeah. What were and you? I mean, concerts are such a huge. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. Uh, people like need, need those, that in yeah. their life, and that totally. was just taken away from everyone. What were you doing during that time to stay sane? Good question. That's a great. You question. playing Call of Duty? 
Oh, Warzone. Oh, yeah, was we, 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 we were playing Warzone. Everyone was I spent more time in Verdansk than I did in the real world. That was some of the world. most fun moments <laughs> of dude, my life. We, so we talked about this, dude. Just Playing, those nights with all the boys. like 4, you know? 5, 6 a.m. Just yeah. running it up. Yeah. I remember my brother and I, we'd sit next to each other. We So my brother and I both went home. We'd sit mm. next to each other, dual setups on this couch in our mom's basement. We had two tiny little TVs that we'd stare at. When we got our first win, I've never, I don't know if I've ever been more happy in my entire life. Dude. I have all, all the videos saved on my phone at, at like midnight. Like, <laughs> You were yeah. posting every one of them. Oh, yeah, I was you were posting every one of them. Oh I my! I feel like steps. Simmons was a rage quitter too. No, no, mm-hmm. dude. Simmons was the guy that would sit in the corner with the goddamn riot shield, and I was like, <laughs> no. dude, I, I hate to watch this. I would literally tell him, I go, this sucks, dude. And he, was, Simmons dude, is a riot the games shield are a half hour long, bro. And I, I was like, dude, and he would win he was all the time with the riot. Yes, dude, he would wait till oh, the very end so and then just pop out and just like. What's that? What's that? <laughs> that is so good. No, Warzone funny. kept a lot of people sane. Hundred yeah. percent. It so, brought back some friendships. It made. Dude, yeah. It was so nice. Brought you back to your younger days. I was about it, to say, it really having did, land. Bro. You guys have land parties. And yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. dude. Well, yeah. it was so I was working on Call of Duty Social. I was dude. editing like all their videos when that came out, dude. And oh, we no were. Way. Everyone was like, "This is the best thing ever, dude," because mm-hmm. they were making so much money and everyone needed it. And yeah. like the content was so good. Mm-hmm. And it was fun because I could edit it all from home because it's just gameplay shit. So like that was really lucky from your side state but like being a kind of a kind of on the behind the war zone like ish a little bit was so fun because it was pivotal for quarantine Crazy, yeah. couldn't dude. have timed it better couldn't no, have timed it better yeah, it it's was like incredible i remember yeah i remember mm-hmm. it. Yeah. oh activision <laughs> invented covid <laughs> you heard, you heard it here first, first. Yeah. on the Pie podcast <laughs> that's so funny yeah, that's not a bad take yeah not a bad take it was made in the lab for him when 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 COVID it's like you know so you're playing Warzone and whatnot yeah so I mean I feel like everybody for like at least two or three yeah. months was just kind of like Not doing, doing their shit. own thing mm-hmm. they yeah. were just watching Tiger King I mean there's you can there's do nothing you're you can do Tiger King watching pivotal. the Last Dance yeah Last Dance yeah so luckily I was in a house with like four other people so I wasn't alone and isolated by myself so I got to like we got to hang out we had game nights we'd have to do mm-hmm. all this fun stuff and it was just like. It's fun. It was like it brought people back together and that brought totally. those relationships closer. Yep. Um, so I was just hanging out with them for a couple of months because we kind of knew like not much was going to be going on. Right. But then I think like summer hit or like later summer probably is when things started to kind of like, okay, we're like, we can kind of go out right. and like and we go like, to a restaurant maybe. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Like we're still being safe. But um, that's when virtual performances became a big thing for the oh, industry right. because you still can't do concerts, um, but you can do a virtual performance and you can air it online. You can do it on TV. You can do all that kind of stuff. So um, the company I worked for, Wasted Potential, which my uh, roommate and friend Chad is the founder of, that was huge for us because we work in stage production, lighting production, Mm. stage design, all that kind of stuff. So it really was big for that our company to kind of get into that niche of being able to produce and design all those sets and those performances. So that kind of picked up in the summer. And then by like September, um, I got an offer to work at another label um, because Mind of a Genius was still kind of just chilling. They didn't sure. really have a lot going on. Um, I'd still do freelance stuff for them on a couple of project projects, but um, I started working with the Heavy Group, which is a sub label of Republic Records, um, and that's because I worked with Bozzy and did photos oh, for him sick. and. Um, so I was familiar with them kind of, but they brought me on to kind of do the same branding work. Uh, heavy, heavy group. That's like Rick Ross, Fat Joe, those kind of guys. No, 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 <laughs> good one. But no, <laughs> that guy that sings somewhere no under idea, the rainbow. I had no idea where that was going. I was like, there's no way that like, Chase knows. I don't, no, we definitely don't have Rick Ross. <laughs> that's funny. Anyone over 300 pounds can sign up. 
Yeah, but so I always thought I wanted to work at labels when mm. I first moved out here, um, and I loved it while I was there. But then it got to a point where I was getting hit up for a bunch of freelance work, and I mean, you guys know how right. that goes. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, it's so enticing to just have your own schedule, do your own mm-hmm. things, yes, and just dude. like get any work that comes your way. And so the freelance work got to be too much, and I couldn't balance the work life balance of having a day job and doing the freelance right. so I decided to quit the day job at the label um, and just do full freelance and it's almost been a full year now of doing that congrats bro so, how yeah. have you okay we talked about this at softball mm-hmm. how have you liked the freelance as opposed to full-time freelance it's a grind full-time. I mean you guys can attest to it it's yeah. a full-time grind does, uh, especially like, living out here do like the networking outreach because I was full-time freelance for a while and I got stressed out because I was doing more emailing than I was making videos and I hated that does do you, does that bog you down at all or are you Luckily, just busy enough where that the thing the thing that was lucky for me is that I went freelance right at the time where everything was starting to happen mm. again. Concerts were slowly starting to like be talked about and tours were slowly starting to be talked about. Artists were new artists were coming out of quarantine because right. they were sitting at home for six months and starting to make music and new people needed branding, new people needed photos. And so I hit it at the time where everybody needed work. And so I was like, all right, well, I got all this work. I need to do it. I'm going to grind. I'm going to do it all. And uh, that's how the job with Jack came around. Mm-hmm. That's how the job with a couple other artists came around. Um, I'd still do passion projects here and there. And then I'd do work for labels, but more on the freelance side, which actually ended up paying me more than if I was with the label. Yeah, it so usually does. Usually, yeah, it usually does. That's how do you thing. how do you get connected with your with your work? Like, uh, usually it's just word of mouth for me, which is that's really sick. that's the um, most powerful. With the most power, yeah, it's yeah. the best. It's and the best. I've hardly had to chase after work. Um, the only the thing I do to keep myself sane and like happy as a creative is I do passion projects so for artists dude. that I love. And I, it's not it's not that they're hiring me. I just make it and I send it to their management. And if they use it, that's great. If not, that's it was cool. a fun project for me to work on and it keeps me kind of sane in that creative field. Especially that's when awesome. you're not like taking another puck and mm-hmm. people's feedback, you actually like make something that's your own. That's so important. Yeah, we so just- that's something else we were talking about is I've reached almost a year as being fully freelance mm-hmm. and things are starting to like slow down a little bit because everyone's kind of getting off tours right now. There's usually like... There's fall winter tours, there's a gap in like February, March, and then mm. end of March is when festival season hits. And right. festival season runs all of summer. Right. And then you're back into fall winter tours. So right now is kind of that gap and that like I never put that together. Low down time. I, know, I had no idea. He was I go to like fifteen concerts a year and I never put that together. Me neither. Yeah. So people will still tour in the summer, but they'll have to work in their like festival lineups in that Got kind of tour. It. Depends how big the tour is and how many right. cities. But um yeah, so right now it's kind of that like gap time. And so it's slower than it was a year ago for me. Mm. And so it's literally just been me in my room. Like I'll wake up, walk three feet to my desk and I'll just work by myself all day. And yeah, I get to like have my own schedule and have my own hours, but there's nobody giving me feedback on stuff. There's nobody kind of pushing me to try something new. Like Mm. I still try to do that, but there's only so much you can like push yourself to do and you're not always going to do it. Does that feel like isolating at all? Yeah, for sure. And I'm not the type, like I don't drink coffee, like caffeine, not like you guys drinking your monsters. I I don't drink monster. Don't get me wrong. Looking at this guy. guy. Over here, I have um, like three fourths of a cup. Okay, what I don't have all my like monsters. Anything. Where are they at? You think I touched them, dude? Dude, they're not in the I cabinets. Bet it, you know who it was? It was a little blonde girl that t- moves everything, dude. She Every moved, time she comes, she moved, I can't find shit when she, she leaves. moved all the stuff. She moved everything, unbelievable. Anyways, yeah, so, coffee doesn't do anything yeah. for me as it does for you. Uh, well, I just does. like the taste. Oh, you really? like the taste of monsters? That's what I you drink one every day. I thought it was a caffeine thing. I thought it was like a psycho thing. I think it is a caffeine thing for sure, but like now I'm just like. 
I just it's part of the day. I got to mm. do the crack, one hand crack. Dude, did you see how I mean, good you have my to do the crack? Did yeah, you but, see how good my crack was on that bubble on that? It was pretty good today, right here. I like I like when I just can walk and I'm like he he taught me it, dude, and now I'm obsessed with it. I've never opened it's a can. It's a fun party trick if you have a, like a little can. And you drink, just it's feel like, like oh, what's a, up? And you're talking to someone, and they're like, did you just fucking? Did you open a can while you were while you were me? What? What? I didn't say anything. Anyways, um. But I okay. don't like going to coffee shops. Yeah. I don't like being around other people while I work. Mm-hmm. I don't either. I like silence. I well, I like music. Oh, you um, like? But I'm but a big I mean, house. Oh, but see, but you can do yeah, that. We, I we can't to, do I, that. I wish I could do that. I would, yeah. I would love yeah. to do that. Oh my god! So you like to work? You yeah? You Bray likes to work that, that, in a dark in his room. No, no. But I, I've changed that though because they Chloe showed me this fucking study and it said that. Your circadian rhythm gets all thrown out of whack if you work in darkness, in dark, and yeah. I always work in darkness. And that's why probably you can't sleep. Yep, at night, I know. Bro. And so, so I'm an insomniac. So mm-hmm. I've like, I've so, recently done some things to like change these habits. And now the blinds are open during the day. Me and Keanu are working in the daylight today. Yeah. And now I'm feeling a little tired. Cause yeah. it's, nice, because it's 7:30 and the sun's down. Dude, he's gonna be just sleep all the time now. Uh, no, I like. No, that. I, th- I think that's a huge thing for creatives to kind of find out is like how their workflow works best for them. Mm-hmm. Totally, because you know when you're in the zone. Yeah. So if you can, if you can kind of get those moments together and be like, all right, what was I doing? Where was I? What was I listening mm-hmm. to? What was the vibe of what was going on? Dude, yeah. That's so important. And you can recreate so that all right. the time. You're so right. Oh, it's gonna optimize everything for you to make that whole work experience. So I'm like much a, better. I'm like an eight to noon, and then like a six to eleven. The middle of it, when it's nice out, I just, your boy needs to, I need to go to the beach. I want to go on a hike. Like, I do same, not have um, desire to work. I have the, Are like, you a night guy at all? But if it's dark. Am I a night guy? We call them sketch boy hours. Are like, you a sketch boy hours like, uh, guy? It depends on the project. Sketch boy hours start at 10 and they go to like two or three. Yeah. If I, for my passion projects, I'm a 10 to 3 a.m. So a sketch boy yeah. guy. If you're really into if it. If I'm really into yeah, it, I'm more. grinding it out until I finish that damn thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or get hella close to it. Yeah. But. Day to day work and stuff that I'm like always kind of working on. Mm. It's more so like the ten to three, and yeah. then from that like four to five, I'm working out. I'm eating. Yeah, kind of mm. being outside and getting moving a little bit. Mm. Yeah, nice. so important, dude. Yeah, yeah. I, but I from agree. that ten to three, I'm. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm I love just, that. I'm trying to Editing. figure it out. I'm I trying to that. trying to figure it out still. I do. I think I'm a sketch boy hour kind of guy. You are. You just like to work at night. Even in college, you were. I know, dude. I know. Mm-hmm. I just like something about being up when no one else is awake. It's kind of sick. And if I go outside to the balcony, there's no cars. It's just yeah. like silent. And yeah. dude, sometimes kind of sketch. I'll just walk around the block. I know I shouldn't do that at like midnight. You're fine. I know I'm a big guy. We do. We live in Brentwood, basically. Yeah, yeah. So, so for me in Hollywood, that's not yeah. not. Really so I like to walk around the block, and I just like to like just listen to nothing just like just just like sit and just look at i don't know it's weird Uh, it like helps me calm down you know the people that say like they like to be when up when no one's up and they get up at like 4 30 in the morning hey fuck that (laughs) that's what we were talking about i thought Braden was one of those no don't don't do that (laughs) you guys are go-getters bro this is funny i said i read the pod at the pod time i go so we'll probably rip it at like 7 38 and he goes am question mark i go who do you think we are henry never do i'm getting up at 8 59 i I start at nine i get up at 8 59 is the perfect time to wake up it's the perfect time. It's so the best time. You should be up before ten. Yeah, so I think so too. Because yeah, so if you're well, if you're sleeping in past ten, it's just it's just waste of the day. Yeah. I mean, as some forty one says, morning doesn't start till two, which I really like that. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> speaking, dude. So I had to get up six days in a row before six a.m. for just shoots, just Tough. six days shoots day in a row. Actually, I kind of want to talk about this, dude. I yeah, so I, I ripped a. I had to, I had to shoot. I was with at the Genesis Invitational, mm-hmm. which was cool. I was making content for Genesis just good like weather. throughout the weekend. Mm-hmm. Really Golf. good weather, beautiful. Okay, the Riviera Country Club, two hundred fifty k initiation fee. Oh. That is so much money, dude. That's crazy. 
even if you're a multimillionaire, you still think about it oh, yeah. no, pretty hard. For sure. But anyway, so I have to, you know, Snappy Gilmore, the guy that shoots the club mm-hmm. with one arm. So I was with him like all week, which is hilarious. That's He's a sick. really cool guy. Yeah. But my big thing, I had to make this big content piece with him and I have to, I mic him up, right? So I get him mic'd up. This is so funny. Dude, it was so bad. I get him mic'd up and this is like the big thing. There's, there's the creative director for Genesis. There's the client on Genesis' side. Everyone's like behind me, basically. I have our new C70, sick camera. Beast yep. camera. Mm. But... I mic them up, I'm listening to the headphones, it sounds awesome, and all of a sudden I don't hear anything. I'm like, oh, like I must like hit a button or maybe I put it into slow motion because it doesn't record audio. And then I look in the thing, uh-oh, it's dead. It's just dead. And we are on hole 14, which is not close to the yeah. clubhouse at yeah, all, yeah, yeah. which is where I'm stationed. So I'm like, fuck me. So I, and I do, and they're like, we need to record the intro right now. So I'm like, okay, that's great. I'm, I'm panicking, I'm fucking mm-hmm. panicking. I literally just do scratch audio that sounds like shit, dude. There is a golf tournament going yeah, on, yeah, it's yeah. windy. Yeah. You can't hear anything you say. And I, I keep, I'm like, snappy, you gotta really project, man. You gotta really talk loud. <laughs> and he's quiet by nature, which yeah. is fine. Yeah. But now when you have shit mic. So he's, he's like yelling into my microphone and I'm like where I'm like closer than who I am with Brayden right now. Like mm-hmm. I am right next to his face. Can't hear anything. We, we start shooting B-roll and the Gen, I'll do a little plug cause I love this mm-hmm. company. The Genesis GV60 electric car can reverse charge. Mm-hmm. And I overhear a lady talking about it and, and she's like, you can charge an iPhone with this car. You can charge a laptop like out of the port. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Oh, laptops USB-C that's what this microphone thing is like the receiver so I was like you have like one of those laptop charging like I just want to test this out mm-hmm. or whatever she's like yeah we do and I was like no way so I put my fucking lav mic connected to it shoot the rest of the b-roll about 30 minutes later my lav mic's charged I hit the intro again I'm like Bang. I'm like you know the lighting was way better now trust yeah. me like there was the, the way the sun worked you know like the clouds <laughs> yeah. so yeah, we yeah, should probably smart. do the intro again mm-hmm. and then I'd rip that and it was incredible. just great and it sounded so good Let's I was go. saved my life the luckiest thing of all time Let's love go. that plug it up that it happens all the time. The audio is fucked. Dude. Yeah, it's scary. There's uh, so yeah. many things that. That's always, another monster video. That, that always that always go wrong. You, we we, we hired a kid rebuttal. for like twelve hundred bucks a day and just, and just did not do it. Ruined good job. our audio. Just twelve hundred bucks. Just burned it. This this pseudo is just on. Gary was just kept fucking it up, dude. And mm. and the directors, Gary, are you ready, Gary? Five minutes. I need five minutes, Gary. And then actually, I was just telling you guys about this. The DP. I was telling him about his little pea shooter monitor. So this guy, okay. We, on our Komodo, we had a seven inch, right? Mm. And then normal is like five inch monitor. Yeah. This guy, it was literally like smaller than half of an iPhone. And I was like, you just don't have the budget for a big thing or whatever. <laughs> I but, feel like the budget, like it's not much of a Yeah, difference. it'd be like 50 bucks. Yeah, yeah dude. And get a bigger one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but he was pulling focus like a motherfucker. And I was like, how are you doing this? And he's like, oh, dude, brings me back to my Dizzler days. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> is that a DSLR? Are you kidding me? So we talking about so that. From, I love that. From yeah. now on, Dizzlers. DSLRs Dizzlers. are Dizzlers. Dizzlers. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And, 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 fuck, and, fuck and MP shooters. I feel like yep. Dizzy doesn't work because it's just not. Yeah. It's too close to Glizzy too, yeah. yeah. Which is a hot dog. Yeah, I never really quite figured. It out is one. a hot yes. dog. Okay. It is a hot. The dog. hottest of dogs. Mm. Henry, what? So right now, what are you currently working on that you're passionate about? Yes. Well, um, Jack just released his first single after the last album about three days ago. So, um, or about a week ago, somewhere in between there. Um, so it's a new era for him of music. So right mm. now I'm in the rebranding process of getting a new logo, new branding style created for him, which is really oh, fun. That's so interesting. But it's also a lot of pressure because it's such a big it's a time. Artist, and it's yeah. a huge artist. And obviously so many eyes are on him right now. Like so I have many. so much pressure to like create the best thing because I love what I made before, but now it's a new era of music. So it's like you got to kind of have a new style and a new look. So that is so fucking. So he kind of changed, like every artist does when the new album, they kind of change direction. So mm-hmm. he changed direction. And now you got to think what is the branding that like 
aligns with this new direction mm-hmm. that's fucking cool dude. Now, yeah question. It's a lot of pressure so yeah. do you get to hear like the whole album ahead of time do you have it like do you mm-hmm. listen to it no you just have the single to go off of i have the single to go i mean they'll send me like inspo here and there mm-hmm. and they'll kind of he, he likes very like classic simple american like vintage kind of vibes yeah um because he's not like any other rapper right. out there he's, he's from like, like kentucky yeah, yeah. He's, mm-hmm. he's a hard rapper but it's right. like he's still like true to his true to himself like true to his roots he's not trying to be something he's not he's not fake that's um, awesome. Like a lot of rappers. He seems be, like a good know? guy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's been quite a project and it's been about two months I've been working on it. I've probably gone over like looked at 90,000 fonts at least Holy and just styles shit. and I've Crazy. compiled probably like 300 logos that I'm like yeah. okay with. Where do you start with creating a logo? So um, obviously it's font based and kind of type based when it comes to a name. So right. tying that to a style, whether it's thick, whether it's thin, whether it's curvy, whether it's sharp, whether it's modern, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Um, so I like to refer back to references from like the 90s and other artists who influenced him. Oh, cool. Um, so I'll do like I'll watch all his interviews. I'll watch I'll do I'll just do research on Jack as a person to kind of figure out what his vibe is and where he pulls his mm. inspiration from. And that helps me kind of look for oh, I want to look for this. I want to look for that. That's so this smart. Style. Um, but really, it's just like scrolling through fonts all day. And my eyes have been killing me the past month. And you I just put in some tunes every and you just day. go. Mm-hmm. You on defont.com? Defont, thousand yeah. free fonts. Sure. I'm pulling, I'm pulling stuff from everywhere. Like, yeah, no, I'm looking at the paid fonts too. Like trying to, and I'm also doing handwritten fonts, but he doesn't really oh, like that style as much. Cool. He likes the very clean and simple stuff. So it's not really something that's like an option. But I still mess around and try to get right. creative with it you know dude that's so interesting that it's so interesting i love the idea because we kind of deal with this with video as well where you don't know like the tone of a video and then you pick the song or someone sends you like this is the song you need to use and all of a sudden the tone totally changes yep. and so you you just listen to the song over and over again and you're like this is the feeling i need to like mm-hmm. recreate that in a this, logo yeah, that's so interesting dude. yeah so that's another huge thing when it like comes to merch design mm. is like being able to listen to that songs so, like in those moments then i'll get to listen to it right and jack's a very private person so he doesn't really share his music that much oh. and he doesn't really let that many people in the studio which is good for him like right but so i haven't really had those those mm. chances to be in there um but i can kind of get a feeling of where the new stuff's going and especially being on tour with him like just kind of get a vibe of how things are going to project and change in the next coming year. That's so, so it's been a fun project to work on, but it's a lot of pressure and I'm still working on it. So do what I see bet. It and this has been two months now, two months of fully kind of like focusing on that. When do you anticipate you'll be done with it? That's the thing. Like I haven't found the one I'm you, waiting and you know, and you, yeah. I'm waiting until I know I found the one that's like, this is the one you should go with. It's, it's all his decision. I have like 300 options right now. Right. But like, is it hard to pare them down? It's hard. I yeah. bet, dude. Yeah. And oh you get them, you pare them down to like what, like five and then mm-hmm. you send it over? Usually. Yeah. I'll still give them all the options, but I'll say these are the ones that yeah. are my top five. I think you should kind of choose something in this realm because I think this matches, but it's ultimately his decision and it's ultimately the their kind of choice, you know? Dude, going back to what you said about how you want, like you want to watch his interviews, you want to understand him kind of as a person so and you wish, do you feel like that with, like, do you feel like you like need to understand like basketball and lebron and like the points because like personally i i and i tell clients this i need to drive the car before i shoot it i always do every really? time mm. every time i'm like let me feel what this car feels like to drive because it it feels different like if, it, if it's got a lot of fucking push mm-hmm. and like okay i get it, it's a little more aggressive i need to shoot yeah. a little differently and obviously clients can give you a narrative of what they want mm-hmm. to push, right. but like when, especially when it comes to you being a creative and like showcasing that ability of that product it's right like you want to kind of know how to really experience i need to like it and show it. fucking yeah. feel it with yeah. sports it's interesting because it's like 
the season almost tells the narrative of mm. what's happening and what yeah. right so like the guy if hypothetical like hypothetical braun was having like the most insane season of all time, mm-hmm. which he low key kind of is still right, right now. Yeah. Like it's still it's still <laughs> wild. Did you see that Steph yeah, can win the All Star game? Oh, no. So like then that becomes like the narrative of like yo, I'm shooting a lot of my B roll is him or whatever. Or like when they call up a new guy and it's mm-hmm. like oh this guy was in the G League and like hasn't been in the NBA and then goes off. It's like oh you should have covered him because you need to know that story is like a thing in right. the back of your mind. You need to have like that idea that this said thing could happen and like you have to like play these out in your head and be like okay I'm gonna focus a lot of my b-roll on him because then when he goes off we need to have this for tomorrow yeah. to have that mm-hmm. already you know mm-hmm. what i mean so the kind of the season kind of like tells its own story and i feel like you're i'm almost like a fly on the wall with athletics right. i'm just like trying not to get in their way but trying to get the trying best to get stuff. the best stuff so as possible, best stuff yeah. possible Most, I can get because with. the intimate moments are what really right say, exactly like, so i'm trying to like pieces br- apart. Right. and i think that they they know the three of us that are always around they're not like weird about us yeah, being right. there with cameras in their faces but i'm also like never like if I was to get a shot of LeBron, I'm in his face for half a second and I'm gone. And you got gone. Because yeah. like he, he doesn't need me there and it's his job. His job is to win. My job is to just make him look really cool and, yeah, and right. capture all of that. Mm-hmm. So. But then there's also storylines you can create when you're doing something a little more creative with a yeah, project and exactly. like diving into like his history. Mm-hmm. And his Definitely. Like and that's where I think and, that that's yeah. where I think the research thing comes along. But mm-hmm. for like game coverage, I think it's more like you're you're learning or you're adapting on the fly with what they're giving you and what's actually happening in the season slash game. Right. It's kind of interesting. Right. That's actually, and you, I feel like you're great at like weaving a story into sports. And I feel yeah. like that's so important. I mean like mm-hmm. the F1, like drive to survive really like showed like if you can weave a narrative in any sport, like fucking people will start following yeah. the sport. That is crazy. It's 100%. so important. Yeah, dude. It's wild. So yeah, I feel like that's great. And it's, I mean, same with music. Just the more you like know people better, the mm-hmm. more you're going to like it. And if yeah. you can tell that story, you know, the more I mean? authentic you can make your work to the person you're making it about, right. the more people are going to enjoy it. Do right. you, do you have a favorite part? I know you do so many things. Would well, you have a favorite part? Is it photography? Is it making these logos? Is it branding? Like what has it changed since you were in college? Uh, it's really just general branding, which kind of encompasses graphic design and mm-hmm. just imagery in general and mm-hmm. all that merch design. So kind of encompassing all things all three of those kind of genres into one. So um, building a logo that matches the way the photos look in that style and matching the merchandise to that kind of thing. And Mm. my greatest award is seeing it out in the world and Mm. seeing people enjoy it. Is there, could you give me some advice to a younger creative that could be listening to this? It's like, I'm a little lost and I don't know exactly what I want to do. Yeah. I mean, you just got to try it. Try everything. I love that. Yeah. That's all, really all it is, is just I've got lucky and I got gifted a camera. And mm-hmm. I didn't know I wanted the camera, mm-hmm. but I got gifted one. And I was like, oh, let me go see what this thing's about. And I really enjoyed taking mm-hmm. pictures with it. Jesus that just led me things. into totally. the path of, oh, I want to be creative and I want to work on visual stuff. Oh, let me try graphic design because that could right. be fun. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't have probably done graphic design if I hadn't gotten into photography. That's you know? It's crazy, man. So you just I try know. it out. I love it. I love it. Also, when you're starting out, like, doesn't matter what equipment you have. Obviously, if you're shooting with a red, if you're shooting with mm-hmm. a Ari Alexa, right. like, you're gonna create good stuff. But mm-hmm. like, you can get creative these days and use a shitty little film camera and yeah, create dude. some really cool stuff. It's just all behind. Try the, to be different. It's all know? the creative. Yeah, hundred percent. Good creative. Where can the people find you on social media? You can find me at the XX guy on every social media platform pretty much but uh yeah henryalman.com plug me up man bang hell yeah dude henry thank you so much for coming on the pod if you, ladies and gentlemen if you're still here please take a screenshot tag chase mm. tag the xx guy tag b figgy so we can show some love to you in the dms and we'll see you guys all next time peace peace, peace.